Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Yin's Mat. I am your co-host, Ace King Handy, along with the most supreme Tony, the breaker of trees, the hater of comic sands and memes, and the maestro of wood. What's up? How you doing? I am doing great. How about yourself? Ace King Andy, I hear you have some updates to the oh, yes. Ace Watch 2021. Yes, Ace Watch 2021. I was playing, well, I was warming up this past Tuesday with uh, Jay and to- or Jay and um, Nate and Nick and I have our own little league that we created that we just play. And, you know, it, we've been tweaking it for the last, you know, we've been playing for a while. So we're tweaking it and we're breaking it down to seasons and everything. Now, it's kind of cool how we're doing this, but I, I usually get there before everybody. So I go and warm up on hole 15 because it's right there and you can get some throws in and it's good for your backhand and forehand, depending on which position. So as I was warming up, I threw the AGL Baobab, the like champ plastic that I got. And it <laughs> I thought it was going over the road. <laughs> And it just like faded right back, right into the basket. So I got my 25th ace of my career and it is my 10th of the, of the year. So that was very fulfilling. It was hole number 15. It was in a pen and I have aced that hole. What? Four times this year in like very nice, all different positions. Like I, from the red tee, from, you know, the white tee, and from like A, B, C position, I've, I've gotten them all. So it's kind of cool. Nice. That is that is a pretty nice short pin at that course. It is, a depending on, like you said, depending on the pathway to the pin, it can be a little bit difficult running through the trees. You can mm-hmm. throw a nice little layup and then just toss in the, the final putt. But having a nice curved ace going through there, that's pretty solid. And to do mm-hmm. it multiple times, dude, you've got two more left on the year before you hit your goal and it is early November. So you've got time. Yeah, I got time looking at my past, my, my past aces of last year and everything last year. It was my last one was in October and I didn't get another one until February. So since February, I've gotten 10 and I would really like to get 12. Just, I don't know if I'll ever get this chance again. So yeah. So I, I want to, try and the thing is i've missed quite a few it's not it's not like i'm not close on hole 17 at knob i've gone off the basket i've hit the back of the basket in the last like week i've i've hit it twice i'm like really zoned in on it i'm really hoping to get it by the end of the year it's good have targets like that gotta go by the end of the year hit one right in the dish there i've bounced it off of that dish that specific one on 17 a couple of times and if I'm remembering correctly, that one, you have a limited amount of time to knock that one off the list because they yank that dish because mm-hmm. that's right on their knobs uh, sled riding pathway. So yeah. rather than having a kid get stuck or ram his face off of the dish, they remove all of those and just get them out, move them. They move them down to 15 or something. So like 15 has 12 different baskets just all over the place. Yeah, it's a little bit ridiculous. And honestly, if if you just put hay barrels in front of it, like where the po- the pole is or whatever, or just put it in the long position, no one's going to run into it. So I don't see the big deal in leaving it there. But mm-hmm. we actually had some runner today. We were on 18 thrown from the blues and 
the one guy threw his shot and this runner was going by and didn't pay any attention to us whatsoever. But as soon as he threw it and it was a roller and it was rolling the opposite direction, but it was like in the corner of her eye and she saw it. She, she stopped, she turned, she took her headphones out and then yelled at us. It's like, it's the runner's way. You always have to wait for the runner. It's always been like this. Now she had paid no attention to us whatsoever. She was just running. We weren't even in the, her vicinity where, where the shot was. And, and she's like being a complete bitch, like a Karen. She was being a fucking Karen and it was fucking stupid. You know, I mean, she didn't stop and be like, hey, guys, I'm coming through. Just hold up, you know, or, or we already threw. It's it's like there was only one person left to throw and they were going up on the tee. And it's like she was passing as that was going on. So it's like she wasn't paying attention either. Yeah, it's our entitlement. Yeah. There are roles that are posted there at the entrance to the disc golf course. None of those roles mention anything about waiting for runners as a default mm-hmm. now granted common sense which isn't in a whole lot of supply recently for anyone would say that if somebody is out there actively on a trail nearby and you have the potential to smack them in the back of the head or in the nose because mm-hmm. i might have done both in my time throwing discs um if you hit somebody or you have the potential to hit somebody you just kind of wait but If you're on the tee and you're basically throwing and entitled Karen decides that she is going to continue her pathway with her earbuds in because she is the main character. Mm -hmm. That is a fuck you entitled Karen go die in a ditch. Yeah. I, it it pissed me off because I immediately is like, this is a privileged bitch. Like, like that's what it is. And it, it, who the fuck are you? And I I really wanted to say something, but I don't want to be the, because Ah, I don't want to be the person I don't want to be the person, you know, berating some fucking Karen. And then I'm the person who ends up on like TikToks and, and you know, whatever the fuck else, Snapchat, whatever those hip young people were fucking tweeting those, or twatting. Young, young whippersnappers out there with your handheld ticker talkers and things. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want to be that person. That's why I didn't. But man, I really would have liked to fucking just ream that bitch because fucking I just throw another roller at her well i already <laughs> threw and my throw wasn't that great but yeah today was the final for the devotional so it's not a tournament it's a weekly league that runs for many many weeks and you get points for showing up and i i think i showed up this was my 20th time this year it was either 19 or 20 that's I a was, lot of rounds and i missed a couple but my one friend, Nick, he was at all of them. So good for him for being the most devotional. Uh, so as of before this round, I was in, in the lead for points for, for the pro division. I only played in the pro division because I didn't want to piss anybody off because playing in the advanced because I had some asshats like pull some shit because my rating is better than, than what I was playing or something. I, I don't know. Be still my heart. Are you saying that the Pittsburgh Flying Disc Society is run and infested with assholes? That's surprising to me. Well, I mean, it was one guy in particular. He made a Facebook post. And so like because of that, I went and ended up getting a a membership for my PDGA membership renewed. 
Uh, so you, everyone can see my rated rounds and see like how good and bad I've been playing. Yeah, so I, I moved up to pro just for this. And um, as of before this round today, I was I was in the lead with point in points with like a hundred, like I was about a hundred points ahead. But the final like first place gets like three hundred points, second place gets like two hundred, and so so. I mean, I was in the lead, but unless I unless I came in second today, I I don't think I was gonna stay in the lead or anything. And today in in warmups. I felt I felt good. I felt real good. I made some really good shots. I made like a like an 85 foot putt. It was like this is going to be good. Yeah, that <laughs> I joking around with everybody. I was like, yeah, I played really good in warm up, so I probably shit the bed today. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> uh I did not play well. The front nine, I didn't I had some really great shots. And I just could not putt at all. I missed, I think I made three putts today. That, that, that's not going to win you championships, making nope. three putts. So it was a little frustrating. And I was, I was definitely frustrated with my performance today. I just, part of it is, you know, mental. And after, after sinking that like 80, 85 foot putt today in, in warmups, I just, I was like, okay, it's on. I'm going to fucking, you know, I'm going to do this. But as it starts, I don't know what it is. I guess it's nerves, anxiousness or whatever. There's something inside that I, it's really hard for me to like calm down when I play some of these events. And I need to get better at doing that because I play good all year round. But then when it matters, I shit the bed. And it's happened quite a few times, including this week, the last two, two weeks. I um, had like my worst three rounds of the year. It, it, it's it's amazing that you could play so well all year. And then when it matters, you just can't do it. I, I will say that the last month and a half, two months, my hip and my lower back have been really bothering me. I, I have a, an appointment from my doctor. I have to go get uh, x-rays for it. Like just sitting here talking to you, it's like my like lower back and like hip joint or whatever are just throbbing. It, it's, it hurts. So it's all it's motivation to like I want to get a hot tub, put it on my porch, my lower porch, and then you know help with my my muscles. There you go. Write it off as a medical expense. Mm -hmm. Put it out there and just hang out and rehabilitate your old age injuries. Yeah, that's I think that's the plan. Or I mean, so, you could just tell them to crank up the X ray machine and hope that it gives you uh, superpowers instead of radiation poisoning. Oh uh, well, I mean, I'll see what I can do. I'm sure that they'll oblige. <laughs> Science. Like, no, no, no. We, I, I understand. You just need to take a picture of like the inside of my hip, but crank that bitch up to 11. Let's see what it can do. Yeah. So this year, you know, I'm, I'm happy with how I played overall this year. And I have 10 aces this year. That's fucking insane. I never thought I would be in a position where I said that like, yeah, I had one or two aces this year. That's great. I had fucking 10. That's a, that's a fucking good fucking accomplishment that's so. something to write home about be like yeah. guess how many aces i got this year 10 and counting you know what i'm looking forward to the uh the udisc year end review update that they give you of all the stuff that you've done and it's like how many aces you got i got 10 but hopefully by then i got 12 because that's the goal 
good deal. Yeah, like the Spotify yearly playlist that everybody mm-hmm. decides every one of their friends on their Facebook friends page needs to pay attention to. Case in point, I don't give a shit about anybody's listening habits. Yeah. Moving on to hockey for the next four hours. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. Yeah, so I don't know. Uh, there's unofficial results, but that there's math involved in um, that. I gave up math years ago, so I won't know the official results until tomorrow. But I know that I didn't win first place, and that's okay. You know what? I did a lot better than I expected to do in a division that I don't feel that I should be in. And the real prize is all the friends you made along the way. Oh, wait, that's the Pittsburgh Flying Disc Society. Uh, you don't you don't make friends there because they're dipshits. Uh, the real. No, real... no, no, no. I'm uh, I'm not going to let you do that because like oh, there, uh, yeah. there is a lot. Record. There is a lot of people in the community who are wonderful people. I, I mean, there's only two people that in the community that I just I have no interest in ever playing around with. You know, and that being said, everyone, for the most part, Everyone I've met has been really nice and, and friendly and mostly welcoming. You know, there's a lot of politics involved with everything. And of course, in this golf community, because people, there's egos and opinions and it's hard to get past some of that. But there's a lot of tireless work that goes into it. I mean, Eden runs the devotional and it was like 23 weeks or 22 weeks or something like that that he's running this thing and that takes a lot of time. And even um, with the Shenley league, Andy Flem, he fucking does a terrific job. And the whole thing with COVID happening, the game growing, the Wednesday night league went from Wednesday night to, you know, you could play your, your match like anytime during the week using the U disc and it, you know, it records it. There's live updates. It's, I mean, it's really helped and it's made it, more exciting playing and you know seeing who you know you could see live like whoever how everyone else is doing and 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 you 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 could you know change that it's 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 thrilling so good a big shout out to like everybody who does do the tournaments and and all that because in the leagues because you do a great job so thank you how many of them actually listen to this podcast um zero but yeah (laughs) but i'll tag them when when this goes live and then they can hear it. So, yeah, so there's no more devotion. Well, I mean, there's some unofficial devotional rounds the next couple of weeks, but, you know, and then Winter League started yesterday, which we fucking tied. <laughs> we were up 11-7 in the first round, and then we ended up tying like 17-17 or something. But I won my match, so that made me happy. And that's all I have to say about disc golf for this week. That was a lot of disc golf stuff, but you started off with an ace, so it was all good. Well, I mean, it's different sports other than hockey, so I wanted to know, I I mean, I'm interested to see the listening habits of a one Michelle and see if she listens to that whole, (laughs) she's like, oh, I just fast forward every like 15 seconds. That's what's going to happen. But um, talk about cobbler some more. Cobbler. (laughs) I will say, I will say something when I first moved into the house this house came with a lawnmower and the previous owner, you know, said I could have the the lawnmower. And he's like, I haven't cut the grass in like over five years. I've had somebody doing it. So I haven't used that mower. So you can see if it works, but it may or may not work, whatever. So a little TLC and I made that thing hum and it worked for a while. Like, I mean, since 2015 and like a month ago, 
it had a, an incident. It didn't want to start anymore. <laughs> I got it to start again, and I did the front of my house, and then I went to the backyard, and I took it all the way down in the back, started up, boom, won't start, just wouldn't start. And so my grass has just been continuously growing since then. So I had to go and do the thing that no one ever wants to do and go buy a fucking lawnmower. <laughs> no one wants to ever buy a lawnmower. It's not exactly an enjoyable purchase because you know that that's a whole lot of work that you're going to have to do anyway. Mm -hmm. So I had to bite the bullet. I bought my first lawnmower. So congrats to me for being an adult and Yay! buying, you know, power tools. Yay. You know, do I get my craftsman certificate <laughs> in the mail or when do I get it? Uh, so I ended up getting a Toro. It's called the recycler. And my grass was really high in the back. It was, I don't want to say it was definitely, um, I would say halfway up my leg. Not okay. No, no, no. Let me st step back. Like past my ankle, like halfway to my knee, maybe. So it was pretty high, you know, and I took that thing in the back and I, it, okay, just starting it up. It's, it, it was humming. It was, it was, a, it was a beautiful sound. I would know. fucking hope so. It's brand new. That, that first fucking rev up engine, you know, that just, that sounded good. It was a good hum and it did the front yard real, real good. And it mulched like all the fucking leaves. Cause I, I know some people like they rake up all the leaves and then they like mulch them or whatever. And I, I do have like a mulcher thing that you can put them in and, and then something to burn it in too. But I, I haven't really used that. I just, I'm a, I'm a lazy motherfucker. And it's just like, okay, they're in my yard. Okay. The lawnmower is going to get it. <laughs> so go in the back and starts up beautifully and it's just fucking shooting out fucking grass out of the chute. It, it was, it was fucking beautiful to see this piece of machinery work this grass in my backyard. It made it, it really was an enjoyable experience that first time out with your first brand new mower. I, you could see where uh, deer have bedded down in the back because mm. it was so high <laughs> and you could see piles of shit because those deer just fucking are horrible and shit everywhere. So um, there's that, but it cut it so smooth. It was really, and it's one of the self-powered ones. So I don't have to push it if I don't want to. So yeah, it was great. And I highly recommend that mower from that first opportunity that I had to use it. And I hope it, I hope it uh, holds up because I don't want to have to buy another one ever again. <laughs> yeah. The, your one and only ever lawnmower purchase, make it last through life and then pass it on to the next owner of the house. The one thing that I do like about it is it, it's a transformer. So it, there's just little snaps that you just snap the, the hooks on it or the, the, the bolts or whatever. And the, push bar just folds down and then it just folds back up and you can store it vertically. Yeah. Everything ends up just being as big as like the mowing deck itself. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's really sweet because I don't have a lot of room in my garage. So to be able to have that ability to fold it up against the wall, it's, it, it's, it was a no brainer. So good stuff. So how long will it be 
before you suddenly like spontaneously start breaking out in that Tim Allen manly grunt type stuff now that you're purchasing power tools as a hobby? Okay, I wouldn't say as a hobby, as a, <laughs> as a necessity, obviously, because I mean, I could have let my grass grow, but I don't, I don't want to deal with snakes. And I know that they're out there because I've seen them before. They're just waiting. They're waiting. They were like, oh, it's almost up to his knee. Once it goes up to his knee, fucking party time. Yeah. And then you and- were like, nope, I'm buying a new lawnmower. This Toro is going to tear it apart. And they were all looking from the woods behind there and from your neighbor's shed like, God damn it. We were so close. Mm-hmm. Well, there was one. Like, I was weed whacking the one day uh, a couple months ago. And I was doing along the fence of uh, like next to my neighbors. And I saw like, I, and I was just, you know, doing my thing and I saw something move and it was moving really slow. And I didn't know, I couldn't tell because it was like under leaves or um, grass or whatever. And it was a snake and I, and I, we'd whacked it some, it was alive, <laughs> but it was like stunned and not happy. It didn't like attack me or anything, but it, 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 it had a bad day. <laughs> yeah. Getting smacked with those little plastic whips. That can't be fun. No. <laughs> now I'm just picturing the Rick and Morty episode up with like snake jazz and all the snakes and, and you could just see them holding it down and like whipping it. That'd be funny. Having a generational warfare against the weed whackers because one of their ancestors was hit by one as it was sunning itself by the mm-hmm. fence, minding its own damn business. When you come around with this machinery and just punish it for existence. Yeah. I, I, I do have another question. Uh, I will do another question. I have one question. So what do you do with your old lawnmower when like, could you just throw it away? Like, what do you do with it? Uh, yes. So I had a very similar situation when I still lived up in Pittsburgh. The previous neighbor left a hunk of shit in the back shed that didn't work. And I wasn't about to go and fix it because I'm not very mechanically I'm not very mechanically inclined. So that sat in there and continued to rust away for a while until I decided to just set it on the curb right before garbage day. I had, I had um, drained any of the liquids and anything out of it and uh, disconnected the blade from it so that somebody couldn't just start it up and run rampant around my neighborhood, slaughtering children with it or whatever. But I just left it there. Somebody came by, picked it up and took it away. It, was it somebody who had a lawnmower collection? Sure. I don't know. But apparently there's there are fetishists all over the place. And who am I to kink shame? You know, so they just took it. If they didn't take it, I'm sure that the garbage men would take it. It just disappeared for all I know. At the time, my parents, as kind of a um, housewarming gift, bought me a brand new one for that house. So that one went for years and years and I made it work beautifully until again, something broke down and I was like, well, this is a um, consumer culture. I'm simply going to throw it away and buy a new one because I had really dinged that fucker up a whole bunch with all of the random shit that was in that yard. Yeah. So rather than spending the money to fix it and ending up having to throw more money into that, the same thing happened. I went out to buy a brand new one, set that one by the curb. And come morning, it was gone. Whether that one was picked up by yet another lawnmower fetishist or collector or the garbage men, 
that only the universe knows because I sure as fuck don't. You can simply just set it by the curb with garbage day. And although I would imagine that you don't have a whole lot of through traffic on your street, there's probably going to be enough people that kind of poke through and see that. And if not, the garbage men just pick it up and take it anyway. So that's what hmm. I did with mine. So basically there is a magical lawnmower fairy out there. That is as good a uh, reason as I can think of. Yes. Okay. Well, I already have it outside. I just don't have it on the curb. So I will put it out on the curb. I will drain the liquids in it. Yeah. I think, I think it specifically has to be on the curb. It can't just be like in the middle of your lawn because maybe you just got tired and went inside <laughs> for a beer and will come back out to continue mowing your grass with said antique. If it is by the curb, then it is basically fair game. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe you were raptured, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it could be like that was the end times for the lawnmower religion. They've gained mm -hmm. sentience and they were that thing was raptured out. And the one that I bought and still have here and haven't used because I pay somebody to do that for me. Mm -hmm. That one was left behind and it is just cursing the heavens because it didn't get raptured at the same time. What was the name of that maximum overdrive? The movie uh, in the 80s or whatever that yeah. like all the, machines... the semis got sentience and decided to rebel. Yeah delightfully corny it was it was a decent movie it, it, it was fun yeah when we were that age and didn't know any better that was a great movie the green goblin on the front of the big black semi truck and he was revving it up and he had eyes that glowed and everything yeah that was pretty cool to see yeah i'm sure as fuck not gonna go and look it up now and try it again i'm happy to let that one rest in nostalgia because i'm sure it's fucking terrible i i kind of want there should be we should really spearhead a maximum overdrive two movie <laughs> We should write it. How awful, how awful would that be? And how awesome would it be at the same time? Yeah, it, it would simultaneously be the two sides of that coin. Awesome and terrible. Mm -hmm. Such that it gets picked up by MST3K or something. That'd be great. I mean, if you think about it, if Sharknado became a thing, how is Maximum Overdrive, the sequel, not a thing? Well, I think you'd probably have to pry the licensing rights away from some decaying old white guy in Hollywood who has that and is just waiting for the right script to come along. So Harvey Weinstein, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, Maximum Overdrive 2, we should do that. <laughs> okay. I don't follow much other sports other than hockey, but do you know the shit that's going on with Aaron Rodgers? I saw a headline about him being a dipshit, which was par for the course because he's always been a dipshit and mm -hmm. he's taking advice from joe rogan because that's a font of wisdom that you everybody should pay attention to <sighs> yeah it's uh i didn't have any respect for the guy before i certainly don't have any respect for the guy now um that's the extent of my knowledge yeah i don't know the whole deal i just i thought he's like anti-vax or something like that and people were calling him out on it like i don't think he's he claimed to be vaccinated. He, he was like, uh, I, I'm vaccinated. Don't look into my records. It's private, blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out that he was never vaccinated and he was blowing shit. It, it is cowardice, basically. He lied in order to be able to deflect some of the criticism until it became too late. And he's like, aha, I fooled everybody. I've been a plague vector this entire time. And he wants to be fucking congratulated for it, for standing up to the NFL regime or whatever. Fuck off. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just, 
these celebrities, they think they can just do whatever they want. Well, they can. They have money and they can throw it at lawyers who will obfuscate shit in the courts for years because that's what the courts are designed to do. Mm. I'm just tired of it. Just tired of it all. Oh, sure. Oh, sure. See, you think you think you're old, but that's a millennial mindset there. Just fucking tired of it all. I mean, I, I, at some point in time in your life, you just get tired of everything. That's why I came here. Like I said, I'm in Florida. I'm just waiting to die. Yeah, well, that's, that's the thing is I, I'm, I'm still living. That's, that's what I want to do. I want to live. <sighs> There's no point to it anymore. Why? Hey, you've got, got climate change and Trumpists and my economy and my freedoms. And it's just every day. It's the same thing. And it's just tiring. And when you're dead, you don't have to think about any of that. Yeah, but like, don't you want to have experiences and do things in this world that, you know, I mean, there's so much to experience. Uh, I mean, well, I guess to that point, uh, Deep Rock Galactic just came out with a new season pass for the video game. And I'd like to see the end of that. So with, that's an experience oh, I guess I can hold out for. Okay. Well, I'm glad that's about that you're it. holding out for that. <laughs> Way to set your sights high. Oh, yeah, just the stuff that's relevant to me. Like, what? Do I want to see the fucking Mona Lisa or something? No, I don't give a shit. I can look on the internet with that. Do I want to go to Paris? Or yeah, Nanking? why would No, you? I don't want to go to any of that shit. There's people there. I would like to go. I would love to go to, like, Europe and, uh, like, Amsterdam, England, the fucking Australia, New Australia's Zealand. not in Europe. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just saying, I know. <laughs> I I'm know. just saying, I'm just saying all the places I would like to go. And Australia has spiders that will kill you just for looking at it. Yeah. Like, like they'll be across the street and they'll be, like, would you looking at fucker? And then they'll jump across and bite you in the face and you'll drop dead almost immediately. The same way that we have in Florida, we have like alligator training and you have to take this alligator training course in order to become a Floridian citizen. If you're emigrating or yeah, if you're emigrating into Australia, you have to know how to fend off all of the man-eating creatures that they have there because it's like fucking kangaroos will kick you and rip you in, in shreds because that's what they do there in Australia. Yeah, kangaroos are, are big assholes. They like yeah. punching people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, well, I don't like your that's... smug fucking smile, dipshit. Boom. Right yeah. in the face. I mean, I learned from Warner Brothers cartoons, Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. You know, they had that kangaroo that had the boxing gloves on and he was a fucking menace. And then... If he couldn't hit you with the boxing gloves, because that was just a big ruse, he came out and whipped you with his tail or kicked you with his gigantic feet. Now, I'm, I'm on to this. I've seen it on TV, and I know that that's a realistic depiction of him. Yeah, but I mean, Captain Kangaroo wasn't bad. Was he? <laughs> Wait, wasn't he a child molester I don't know. or something? I, I don't know. <laughs> I just, I, you know, I liked going on the kangaroo at Kennywood when I was a kid. Yeah, that was one of the few rides that I enjoyed. And think you just went in a circle and it was just like ramp, <laughs> ramp, yeah. ramp. Yeah, it, w- it was like the baby version of experiencing zero G for a split second. Yeah, that was enough for me. I'm done. Do you do you, what, do you have a favorite um, ride at Kennywood? That you- no, I hate them all. You hate them all. I hate them all. Hate the entire park of Kennywood. I know because you work there. And that's what that's what working there will do to you. Okay, but before working there, did you have pleasant memories of going to Kennywood with your family? Uh, yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Used to be like Italian day or your grade school field trip and stuff and running out there and 
going on the log jammer and you know spraying rest in peace spraying just filth infested water over the people that are standing there at the bridge like it's fucking disgusting looking back on it but it was fun when i was young and dumb as opposed to old and dumb which i am now did you have a uh, a ride that you went on late at night like like the last ride no my family always went on the train the last ride that was like our thing i don't remember ever really i think i went on the well I'm trying to think I might have this memory mixed up with the train from Cedar Point because that was a vacation. That was like a a three hour trip or something like that to get out there. And it was just Kennywood, but bigger, but it was a different Kennywood. So it was even more special, you know? Yeah. And they had a train ride there and I don't remember the differences between them. They're all just one big amalgamation of never ending railroads for me, but yeah, yeah, I'm not an amusement park guy. I worked there. Learned to hate it in a very short three weeks and then uh, promptly never went back. So how long did you work there? Three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. Three weeks at Kennywood. The paychecks, they were nice. The hours, not so much. The people, even less. No, because I mean, it's mostly kids and kids are assholes, especially when you're in junior high, high school. I mean, that's all we do is we go out there and act like bullies and be dickheads. Well, sure. Yeah. Because there are no repercussions for it. Yeah, because we're kids. Yeah, it was just, you know, the summer employment in between uh, college years. That's all. So it's not going to last long to begin with. It lasted even less for me because I had more dignity than uh, that job was worth. Well, I mean, it's one thing that we should probably embrace as we get older is not giving a fuck. Because like when you're a kid and you're doing shit like that, you know, oh, you're a kid, you know, whatever, you'll, you know, learn better, whatever. As we get old, we can just be like, hey, I'm senile. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Right. I will pull my pants up to my nipples and then ratchet down that like two inch white belt and just wander around. And I'm going to, with my little driver's hat on, I'm going to enjoy every senile minute of it. <laughs> I'm a product of a different generation now. Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just seeing, like, <laughs> I visualize this belt, but actually the ratchet part of, you know, I could just, that would be funny. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like a full on truck style ratchet tie down. We're like, just ratcheting this thing around so that mm. it looks like, again, going back to that well of Warner Brothers cartoons where it looks like you're wearing a potato sack just pulled all the way up with a big-ass white belt around it. I don't even know a white belt. You get one at, like, your 60th birthday. It's government-issued. Government-issued? Yeah. It, it is, it's preparation because you have, like, the leather that they give you, that's, that's just straight issue. You have five years in order to make that leather supple somehow, whatever. Customize it to your uh, enjoyment, whatever that might be. And then... On your 65th birthday, that's when you are formally inducted into the realm of senior citizenship. And that's part of the uniform. Like, you know, the Mormons have their magic underwear and stuff. It's, it's kind of secret. You're not supposed to know about it, but there are leaks. Depends usually helps with that, which is why they're part of the senior citizen inductment uh, ceremony as well. I, yeah, let that, let that one simmer. Let that one just sit for a second. Let it sink in. <laughs> I got nothing. (laughs) My brain is fried right now. It's too much. Too much.
<laughs> um. Anyway, so you playing any video games? Yeah, still playing Space Engineers because Adult Legos is a blast. Making my own spaceships to crash into asteroids because that's always fun. Still kind of spending time doing that. There's a newer shooter out called Deep Rock Galactic that I've been playing with some friends. And you're basically a dwarf and you're on an alien planet and you're digging out gold and fighting bugs. And it's like, uh, oh, shit. What was that movie with uh, Starship Troopers? Yes, that was a great movie. Yeah, with with Doogie Howser um, and, and Rico Suave, who Casper Van Diem or whatever, who never had a career after that. Anyway, anyway, Rico. yeah, um, yeah, you're fighting you're fighting legions of bugs and I've been enjoying that one. And yeah, they just came out with a season pass to mock every other shooter game that has season passes that you have to pay for. And they were like, hey, you get all of our stuff for free. Congratulations. Thank you for buying our game. So I've been playing that. I have been playing Metroid Dread on the Nintendo Switch. It's really good. It's it's kind of addicting. It's hard to put it down. It, it can get frustrating and you're turned around and you don't know where to go at times. But it, it is a fun game and I'm looking forward to getting through it. I'm I don't want to think I don't think I'm that close, but and and are you an elitist with some games? Like you have to have every item, like every missile, every energy tank, every I usually start out in that direction where I have noble intentions of mm-hmm. collecting everything. I can be a completionist at times. And then there will be parts where I will get so deep into it and frustrated and realize, fuck this, I'm too old for this shit. I don't have time for it. And in midstream, I just quit. Well, I'm not rage quit about it, but like this task is insurmountable for me for one reason or another, whether attention span goes away, dexterity has left me years by, whatever. I just realize this is going to be an exercise in futility and I stop. But almost every game I try to play that has that kind of completionist thing, like you said, do you want to get all of the missiles and all of this stuff for the best ending ever? I'll be like, hell yeah, I do. And then halfway through, I'll be like, nah, fuck it. I just want to finish this game and move on to the next thing. My backlog is gigantic. Yeah, my backlog is so backlogged. <laughs> I, I have I have games from like two Black Fridays ago that I still haven't played yet. And they're still in the wrapper too. No, everything's <laughs> out of the wrapper because I'm anal like that. And that's the one thing about this time of year. I do like all the sales that, you know, with the Black Friday sales and whatever that goes on, because there's a lot of games out there that's like, oh man, I really wanted this, but I'm not, I'm not going to spend 60 bucks on this game, but oh, it's 20 bucks. I will buy it for 20 bucks. Yeah, I, I have recently kind of fallen into that as well, because there have been many games, not even AAA games, but just mm-hmm. games on Steam that I see it's like $25 for an indie game. And I'm like, mm, no, I'll hold out for one of your sales that come about every two or three months. Now, like the winter sale or the autumn sale or whatever, Steam sale is coming up here around Thanksgiving, and then they'll have another one in January. And if one of those titles comes in, like you said, oh, it's half price? Sure, I'll throw that down. I'm not paying $60 for a AAA game anymore because the number of AAA games that have come out recently that are unbelievably bug-riddled or just disappointing, not worth putting out that money for. 60 bucks, like you used to be able to get that on a cartridge with your Nintendo 64 or your Super Nintendo or whatever. Mm -hmm. And going back into nostalgia, 
those games were fairly well tested because they were simple. They didn't have all these breakable parts inside the code. Now, AAA games drop and day one fucking patches because there are game breaking bugs in there that some dipshit didn't test or uh-huh. even worse, a product owner there was like, ah, fuck it, ship it, put it in gold, ship it. And we'll just fix it afterwards because that's the state of the industry now is yeah, fuck it. The, the consumer is going to pre-order this shit anyway. 60 bucks for a AAA game. Uh, I'll wait until Cyberpunk is like 15 on a sale and they fixed all the bugs because they're not getting my money. Same kind of thing with like the indie games for Steam. 25 bucks for that? Mm, depends on how quaint I find it. Otherwise, I'll wait for a $10 sale and then maybe think about it unless something else has popped up in the wish list for me. Actually, I think uh, Cyberpunk is 10 bucks right now. At this stage, probably still not even worth it. Well, I mean, they said that they're not going to update the game graphically until what next year, like February, I think so. But if it's, I mean, it's 10 bucks. I mean, if you're holding out for $5, I don't know if it's going to drop that much. Yeah, it probably won't. I know that it is just, it's been a debacle and I'm not interested in seeing it until it remedies that fact. I don't know if you remember the launch debacle of No Man's Sky. I was just going to talk about that. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. When that first came out, they promised the moon. This Mm -hmm. game was going to do everything and all kinds of stuff was going to be included and it was going to be awesome. And they had an aggressive launch date and they dropped the ball. Like they didn't just drop one ball. It was like that meme of the guy holding all of the limes and they were all falling down. He was like, how do I hold all these limes? Mm -hmm. They dropped all of them and it was just lampooned. Over the next three years, they made good on all of their fucking promises. The game as it stands now, No Man's Sky, is a blast. It's a lot of fun. A lot of the shit that they had promised in that first release have come through the various expansions, which, yeah, I mean, they they charged money for some of them. Some of them they released Mm -hmm. for free, but they charged money for some of them that they had promised were going to be in the first game. So, mm, I, I can I can move the goalposts on my sketchiness factor there, but the game is a blast now. I've really had fun playing it until I basically broke the economy and could buy anything in the game that I wanted to. And then the appeal kind of dropped for me. Yeah. But at that point where they had delivered on their promises, absolutely. That game's worth it. Cyberpunk? Yeah. No, they're still fucking things up. They still haven't remedied some of the bugs that were game breaking initially. So fuck them i'll wait well i mean i have it for the series x so i didn't necessarily have any issues with running it i I mean i know that like assassin's creed when it came out there was like a bug in there that i i couldn't progress in the game at all and then i was they they fixed it and i was able to get past it but i i was like it was one of those things where you're playing the game and it's like oh yeah and then it's like you can't play anymore it's like well fuck Mm-hmm. And then like getting back into the game after it was already fixed, it's just like, eh, do I really want to do this? Right. I guess, right. I That's the collecting at that point. You have other things, other shinies that are mm-hmm. grabbing your attention. And there is a learning curve to get back to where you are. I mean, mm-hmm. there are some games out there that have really good user experience where if it knows you haven't played this game in two months, they'll be like, okay, before you load up this save, Do you want to go back and check out the controls? Like, do you remember how to play? They'll offer to let you step out of the game and like, I don't know, a training simulation or whatever their convenience is to learn how to play the game again, to ramp up to 
the skills that you obviously had atrophied in the time since you played it last. You get into one of those games where, you know, stealth is paramount or you have to have quick twitch reflexes to play the game at the point where you quit, hit the bug. And now, okay, so three months later, they patch it. You're going to walk into that and get fucking annihilated because Mm -hmm. all of those skills are gone. You got to ramp back up to them. And then you realize, well, shit, that was like two months worth of playing that game. And then who knows if they actually fixed the bug. Mm-hmm. Nah, I've got other things to play. Yeah, I have such a bad back catalog because of buying stuff. But it's like also like, yeah, there's bugs. In the... That's why games back in the day were simple. But you also had more simple controls. You didn't have like all these different buttons. Like, I right. mean, the original Nintendo, you had two buttons, you know, and then Super Nintendo, you had four. And uh, the shoulder buttons. The Don't shoulder buttons. The yeah. You know, so and then analog stick came and it's just like it. some of the control schemes on Metroid. Now, granted, I'm using the Joy-Cons on the system handheld mode and I do have a pro controller, so I could do that. But it's not easy to do some of these moves with these controllers. And I'm not a PC gamer. I cannot use a keyboard and a mouse for shit. I mean, other than work, not games. So I, I just can't, I can't do that. I don't know. Controls. The Joy-Con controls for the Switch were basically made for pixies because they're the only people that can hit those buttons. They're so goddamn tiny. And uh, like, I'm fat fingered to begin with. Add on old age dexterity loss. And I'm just basically mashing buttons now. Moosh, moosh, moosh. And hoping shit happens. Keyboard and mouse. Uh, yeah. I can't play Destiny with it because I learned to play Destiny on a controller. I can play Deep Rock Galactic. It's the same fucking game. You're shooting things. But I learned to play Deep Rock Galactic with a mouse and keyboard, not on a console. I did try when my controller broke. I did try playing Destiny mouse and keyboard. And holy shit, was I terrible at it because I didn't have the muscle memory to remember here are the buttons that you have to push for your grenade, for your zoom in on your gun, whatever. Like that was just utterly terrible because I didn't learn there. I didn't have the muscle memory built up, but yeah, with the, with the way that Bungie is disrespecting the player's time right now, I'm more than happy to just let destiny sit for a while and pop in once a month or so, do a couple of things, see if something has changed and then go off to other things. Why? What happened with destiny too? Oh, um, they had basically a Halloween. Well, this has been kind of ongoing and it was like one of those straw that breaks the camel's back kind of thing for a lot of people with their monetization scheme. They're releasing dungeons, but you have to buy the dungeons in specific packs that are coming up with their big expansion here in February. You can't really buy them as standalone. You have to buy them as a package with a bunch of unusable shit that comes along if you just don't care about like the cosmetics or whatever. It really reeks of accountants coming in and saying, well, we've got people by the balls and they'll pay money for whatever. So just bring them dry because we have developers to pay in yachts to party on and all that kind of shit. So that was one of the big issues that caused a lot of people to switch out to be like, okay, I'm not streaming the game and and marketing Destiny anymore. I'm going off to this new shiny. So they lost a lot of audience there, but also they had a Halloween event where Mm -hmm. it's Destiny. It's a looter shooter. You have to kill things to get 
drops and take the drops and convert them to something else and then take those things and convert them to somebody else and deliver them. And then you get your brand new shiny to go out and kill people with again. Well, during this event, people, because fucking poop socking the game, they play this constantly and they've came out with ways to maximize the candies that you would get for shooting people. Like enemies just exploded into pinatas where candies dropped and you got to get them and exchange them quickly. So obviously, like I said, people play this constantly. They found a way to maximize those games so that you could finish their event in like a week and a half instead of two and a half weeks, a whole week. They had an emergency fucking patch in spite of all of the other game breaking bugs that is that are present in that game right now. Yeah, game breaking bugs, making people stop or reset or crash entirely, not important. What is important is preventing people from running through our events a week early. The emergency fucking patched the game to reduce the rate of the candies, the the magical MacGuffins that you got from these bad guys to prevent the streamers from speeding through their process too quickly. Now, I'm not a streamer. I don't poop sock the game. I play like two to three hours every week, which Mm. effectively made the event uncompletable. No matter how much I did during my time, my game time, I could not complete that game. So it was like the disrespecting of players' time. Who cares if the streamers are burning through this? They are exceptional players and they're marketing your game. And okay, so they run out of important stuff to do. Cool. Okay. The casual players who play a couple of hours a a day, fuck them, I guess. So I was like, okay, well then I'm simply not interested. If this is the way that you handle discrepancies in your vision uh that like like i said i've got a whole backlog of things to play doesn't need to be destiny yeah and i mean most of those probably there's probably updates for it but you won't have to pay for anything but yeah that's the thing i will happily download any of the other free updates that come along for destiny and play that if it catches my fancy Mm -hmm. but i'm not buying another expansion pack for them like I know that there's just going to be more monetization schemes in there. Who cares about all of the regular gameplay? Get out your credit card for more ammo. Uh, no, no, there's plenty of other things to play. Well, are you looking forward to Halo Infinite at all? Not really. I saw some of the gameplay trailers. I saw some of the storyline trailers and I was like, I don't know if I just want that to stay in the past or not. I had a whole lot of fun playing Halo 1 and 2 and Halo Reach. Loved those games. 3, mm-hmm. not so much. ODST, fucking hated. Uh, 5, eh, never made it through. But those three games, first one, Combat Evolved, Halo 2, and Reach, I loved. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed not only the gameplay, but the stories. And sure, blah, blah. The library with the flood, they just flipped the map and you went in, you went out. It was like, I don't, I don't care about those criticisms. I enjoyed them. I loved playing fucking rocket ball when we Mm -hmm. were at the land parties. I don't, I don't want the newest attempt at the Halo universe to taint those memories. Well, I, I love the Halo universe and I love the first two games. The third one, it wasn't my favorite, but I didn't hate it. I liked Reach. ODST, it was okay, but it wasn't like my, it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad, bad to me. Halo 5, I hated that game. 
I hated making it like a squad based. You have four people and, you know, you get hit and then you're sitting there and you have to wait until somebody comes over to heal you. Or whatever. It's just like, this isn't Halo. This isn't what I signed up for. And it was very disappointing. I remember I played that with, I wasn't, I was only on like the second or third level and Antonio, I think was, was near the boss. And I'm like, I'll play with you. And I, I played it and beat it with him or whatever. And then it's like, I never played it again <laughs> because I didn't like, I didn't like, at least with Halo four, like I, I really liked Halo four. I was really, really into it, but five, I, when they, when they brought that out and it's just like squad type, I, it was such a turnoff. I didn't want to play it. So I mm-hmm. hope that they go back to the normal way the Halo was. Cause that's that's what you should be it is one of those franchises that i think has passed me by and that's fine i mean you can't like everything that that is just a highway to disappointment so i'm i'm more than happy to remember the good times with combat evolved and halo 2 and reach and maybe even break those out in the master chief collection once in a while have like the updated mechanics and things and play that but Moving forward, no. Can we still like get together in in a group and play oddball or like you know whatever with? Could I mean I have it. You you have it right. Yeah. Do you have it? I don't think Jay has an Xbox. I could maybe lend him my Xbox and be like, hey Jay, we're gonna play Halo. Or Deer can just buy everybody Xboxes. Deer money bags, you know. <laughs> hey hey Deer. Can you buy Jay an Xbox so he can play <laughs> Halo with us? Yeah, I don't know if they still have the LAN style multiplayer available. Yeah, we'll look, we'll look into that. Maybe we'll see what we can do because that'd be fun. Yeah, oddball tournament, rocketball. It has been can... like 13, 14 years since we did that. Maybe get, uh, I know Nate plays, he plays Call of Duty. We can probably get him to play Halo. Is there a game on a system that you don't own that you would have liked to have played? Uh, Yeah, I think I don't know a whole lot about it specifically, but I think that Horizon Zero Dawn had a big following around it. Mm-hmm. That's a PlayStation exclusive, and I'm not buying a PlayStation for one game. Not anymore, at least. I did. Mm-hmm. That was when I first started into PlayStation, and we, we both bought it for Final, Final Fantasy VII. VII. And then other games came along, like Castlevania Symphony of the Night. That was mm-hmm. fucking incredible. But it, we bought it for one game. And then PlayStation 2 bought it for, I think, Gran Turismo Racing or something. There was a racing mm-hmm. game that I bought it for, and I wanted that console because it was there. But I'm not doing that anymore. No. But Horizon Zero Dawn does seem to have that following. And that would be one of the games that I would buy a new console for in that kind of scenario. I have heard a lot of really good things about it. I've heard that it does break some barriers, do a couple of new things more than say like a Tomb Raider does. Mm-hmm. But that, that I think is the one that I would hold up as I don't have that console. If I had that console, that'd be a game that I would absolutely buy. I mean, you probably could get a PS4 semi-cheap and uh, Horizon Zero Dawn, you can get it for 10 bucks. I, I actually have that game. I got that either, I think I got that two Black Fridays ago. And I started it, actually. Wow, there you go. Uh, but it's PlayStation, and 
I barely ever turn my PlayStation on. I don't know. I've always, I've just, I'm a Microsoft Xbox guy. Uh, like I, there's a couple games on the PlayStation that I like. I like The Last of Us, which I have The Last of Us 2 that I got last year, Black Friday. Haven't played it yet because I would have to turn on my PlayStation. I don't really want to do that. Uncharted was really good. I still haven't gotten through the last Uncharted. And that uh, that's another thing I want to say. You saw the trailer for Uncharted, I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Mark Wahlberg. Fuck <laughs> you. Grow a fucking mustache. Seriously. He doesn't want to didn't want a mustache, so he didn't fucking give himself one. You're fucking sully. If you're sully, you have a fucking mustache. I like Tom Holland. I have nothing against him. You know, I mean, he's a young actor. He was handed, you know, or offered this role. So, I mean, somebody sees something in him to give him that. But I like him in in mostly everything. I think he's a great Spider-Man. Why would you cast someone young in this role? I, I don't understand it. And there is that fan film that Nathan Fillion made, which I thought was fucking perfect. You know, I, he, Nathan Fillion, I feel, was perfect for playing this role. He looks the part. He has the fucking same name. You know, <laughs> it's just like, what the fuck? I, I just I don't know. I'm going to watch it, but I'm, I'm disappointed in the casting choices because I mean, in, even in the trailer, there is like parts from the different games. So I, I, I see that in there, but <laughs> Um, fuck you mark Wahlberg. fuck you i think just in general the fuck you mark Wahlberg is a chance we can all get behind <laughs> just just as like a base blanket statement mm-hmm. so but aside from that i don't really have a dog in this fight with uncharted because i never played those games yeah um so whatever is going to be there the nuances are going to be wasted on me because i'm not going to know that that was a scene from one of the games mm-hmm. versus that was just a cool shot that the director of photography decided to put up there. Yeah. So last night we were supposed to play D and D, but we didn't end up playing because, you know, we got together still and watched a movie called midget zombie takeover. That sounds like a real winner there. Okay. For one, I mean, just the title alone, shouldn't it be little person, little person zombie takeover? I don't know. I, I'm just, I don't know what's PC here, but that's, that's an issue. There was one shot of a person who possibly could be a little person, but I'm pretty sure it was just a dude on his knees. This movie was so bad. I, I, there's, there's good, bad movies. This was just a bad, bad movie. <laughs> yeah. This was not one of the good, bad movies. No, like we were, we, we were, we started a drinking game out of it. Like anytime anyone said they're there, because apparently that was in the script probably like 25 times where somebody says they're there and like pats them on the shoulder or the hand or the arm or the back or something. And there was another thing that we were drinking too. There was like a couple things that, Oh my God, this movie was so bad. The acting was bad. The editing was bad. And I don't know where these people are from. I think they said that they're from Pittsburgh and they made this or something. I don't know. And I'm not saying that the work that I've done in the past was like top notch because I I never claimed to be top notch videographer or editor or any of that. 
but damn it was bad well let's let's look on the bright side of this let's give it a little bit of a silver lining the fact that midget zombie apocalypse or whatever the fuck the name of this thing was midget zombie takeover midget zombie takeover was published or was made at all and was accessible by people who were not family members of the actors there like you can go and buy it someplace the silver lining here is if that shit can get made then whatever crazy stuff anybody else is thinking about sure fucking shot it might not be hollywood ready but you will at least surpass the threshold that is midget zombie whatever you just said because i'm not not even dignifying it with a space in my memory okay well i'm I'm just going to talk a little bit about this movie it was bad it was just bad the acting was very stiff there was a scene where they're playing badminton wait kristen stewart is in this yeah no she's not they're playing bad they're playing badminton and it's basically just to get girls in bikinis jumping around. That's the, and, and it went on for way too long, but let's, let's just, you know that it is bad when you have somebody saying a scene with girls jumping around in bikinis went on too long. That, that is a sentence that should not exist, but yet it does. It does. When you see the movie, because I'm sure you will see it. I will not watch this movie. I'm sure you will. Uh, you will be like, what the fuck? Just the titles alone. was I swear it was like 10 minutes of titles. Because somebody got this. Somebody thought it was cool to do this thing with, with the titles. That every letter is highlighted as if like a light is shining through it. So it's like shadow and it's it's so bad these these zombies do not appear like they could harm anybody because they looked okay the one shining thing about this movie is the makeup for some of the zombies wasn't bad so whoever did the makeup on some of these zombies okay i give you credit but everything else was just not good it was not good. That was the only shining thing. Like I was annoyed the first 15 minutes just when we were waiting to get through the credits. These zombies, like, no, like it's like, okay, the only way that we're gonna get through this is we're gonna stay, we're gonna stick together. Okay, who's the next person up to go out there and die? <laughs> because that's exactly what was the formula. Okay, we're gonna stick together. Okay, what are you gonna do? Okay, you go out there and see if you can't do this. Okay, nope, they did. Yep. <laughs> They're there. They're there. They're there. <laughs> I give that zero fucking stars. Wait, but you got to give at least something for the makeup artist. Point oh one star. Okay. Point zero one star that is explicitly placed there for the makeup artist only. That is makeup artist only. Michelle, you, Michelle O'Neill, you owe me like $8 for my time (laughs) (laughs) that was not good my time is precious damn it i can't be wasting it here watching midget zombie deliverance i I, deliverance (laughs) i'm not Uh, i'm never gonna remember that because i just don't care yeah (sighs) okay (laughs) all right 
that's all I have for this week. I've I've trashed that movie enough and I feel bad because I know people look at Yinznat or Vader or any of the other films that I've done and be like, oh my God, this is fucking horrible. And I could agree with most of that. <laughs> so yeah. Um, you have anything else you want to talk about, Tony? I'm all good for this week, brother. Okay. Well, let's hope that the penguins can get their thumbs out of their asses or whatever the fuck they're doing. I don't know. And not lose a game in three seconds. Yes. <laughs> this was episode 62 of Yins and that. Ah, oh, Haglin, we miss you, brother. Yes, we do. <laughs>